Hollywood Live Extra with Tanya Hart. I'm Tanya Hart, and my guest today is Mr. Robert Lane. He is a senior college counselor at Southland College Prep Charters, Charter High School. It's in Richton Park, Illinois. And I'm telling you, this man has done an amazing job with African-American students there, as well as the Prep Charter High School. And Dr. Lane... I'm going to call you Robert. Welcome to Hollywood Live Extra. How are you? I'm fine. Thanks for thanks for having me, Tanya. I'm just great, and we're just basking in the May glory of college acceptances out here. In oh. I know that's right. And you know something, the reason, one of the reasons, other than the fact that you're just a very special person and and the school as well, but there has been so much talk and not just talk. We now know, we always knew that the playing field was never level. But after the big college uh, scandal this year of parents finally admitting that they've been paying all this money to get their kids into school, keeping other children out, this conversation becomes even more important. All that said, you guys have had, I think, what, 117 students in the 2019 graduating class um, that are running off to schools everywhere in the country. How does that happen? Well, you know, first and foremost, the only way that happens is that you have a a community uh, that believes. Uh, It begins with belief uh, in what's possible uh, for our young people. Uh, we're right here, obviously, in Chicago and the immediate south suburbs. And if there's anything that's certain, uh, there's a lot of the quote-unquote narrative uh, that exists out here for, you know, Chicago's south side. And I'm, a, I'm right. a product of Chicago's south side myself. And so one thing that I've been committed to, and I think everyone uh, here at Southland, we've been committed to really telling the counter-narrative so that our young people can realize not only what is possible, but the fact that this country belongs to them uh, and they have a right and they've earned their spot uh, to compete at any place in the world that they want to do. Um, And fortunately, we have teachers, um, we have school leadership uh, in Dr. Blondine Davis that really has leveraged every resource uh, to make sure there's no obstacle and no boundary for our young people. And with that belief and the, the removal of obstacles, I think our students have that perseverance, and more importantly, they're willing to tell tell their story, Uh, and that's the one thing I want to make sure we emphasize this morning is that Mm -hmm. uh, every young person out in America has a story to tell that no one else has. You know, there there may be someone out there with a test score uh, similar to yours or better. There may be someone out there with a grade point average similar or better, but no one has your story, and every one of those colleges out there is listening, and they want to know you know, what is it about you uh, that, you know, is, is so unique, uh, intuitive, uh, and provides that sense of potential of how they can leave a footprint on their campus? Um, so I think it begins there with belief, and our young people rose to the occasion. They worked really hard, and that's how we were able to do it. Well, it does It does require hard work. But then again, let's talk about test scores and the real importance of that. Or are they really important? I mean, a lot of people didn't realize that, you know, I think if you're in high school, you know that you're taking your SATs and then there's the other one now that everybody takes. Um, but, you know, our kids, and I'm talking about African-American kids, aren't always up to speed on those because they just have not had the resources to even learn how to take those tests. What no question about, about it. That? Uh, I think uh, a lot of the awareness, uh, particularly for our young people and, and young students of color around the country, 
I think schools and leadership have to begin to have that conversation about the why on test scores uh, in elementary school. Uh, but if not, um, you know, at your arrival at high school, there really needs to be about, it really needs to be what's called, I think, the relevancy conversation. Um, everyone talks to kids about what they want to be when they grow up. They talk about, hey, what schools do you want to go to? But mm -hmm. the conversation then is, if you want to go there, what do you need to get there? Um, right. We have a young man, uh, Armonte Reed, uh, who wanted to go to Yale. And he said this after watching, I, I love this story. He was watching something on the Disney Channel, uh, and they, they had a, an episode that featured something about Yale. And he told his mom, hey, you know, I want to go to Yale. And I think his mom said, well, that's nice. Uh, you know, that's great. Uh, go for it. And so this young man took it upon himself to find out more about Yale and what it took to get there. And in finding out what it takes, our young people realize if that's what I need, then I, I, I now have something to shoot for and I know what I need to look for. And I know how to one position myself from day one to get there. Um, are exactly. test scores important? Absolutely they are. Um, but I, in speaking with college admissions officers all over the country, they always want to emphasize that, you know, test scores are just one measure of a student's ability, potential and intelligence. Uh, but it certainly makes the doors open a lot wider and a lot quicker and a lot faster. So we try to share with our young people that you cannot, you know, let that test define you. But you have to understand the importance and how you need to prepare for it, not just in a prep class and not, you know, with all these quote unquote rich people out here finding different advantages. It's about right. what do you seek out in your classroom that's going to prepare you for these tests. So are the tests important? Absolutely. Um, but we really focus on making sure kids understand their story, not only just to explain to schools about what they're going to be bringing to the table and, and this uniqueness, but also to give them a sense of who they are. Because regardless of whatever schools these students get into, our process is really built upon the fact about self-awareness and about mm -hmm. what they really have in store for themselves so that no matter where they ultimately enroll, they have a sense of self. And, and that will always trump you know, whatever test score you're going to be able to put in front of these schools for application. Let me ask you this now. Obviously, uh, you know, it's very clear that Southland College Prep Charter School is really among the best in the country, especially when it comes to African-American students. What what should the students do that don't have that, that don't have the family support, that don't really have a good school, that don't have a counselor, but they might want to go to Yale, too, because they've seen mm. something just like your student on Disney and they have no place to go. How do they pull all of that together? Well, I think the starting point is they've got to advocate for themselves. Um, you know, I've worked with students at Southland, obviously for a number of years, but I've also been in school leadership at different posts, some schools with more resources than the others. Um, what I see is that for young people who want something and they don't have the things around them, they have to create those things. Uh, and more importantly, they have to figure out how how do I position myself in the best way possible without the resources in front of you. I think the thing that they can do most is really get to know and understand the more, more they can about a school. Because the one thing I see is that when students tell their story, uh, and it's regardless of where they are, what neighborhood they're from, or how great their quote-unquote high school is, the more that you can align yourself and your sense of purpose 
with this specific institution and why that institution is going to be the stepping stone and the linchpin and the point of departure of what it is you specifically have in mind and being able to talk about the specific nuances of what that institution can provide and most importantly what you're going to bring to that institution in terms of what they already have in place and what they don't uh, many admissions committees are like wow you know this student is going to bring some things to our institution that are going to leave a footprint. And I'm not saying that they're going to ignore poor grades. They're not going to ignore poor test scores. They're not going to ignore what school you attend. But they're definitely listening, particularly when we talk about the elite and hyper-selective schools. Um, we all should know that if Stanford University wanted to fill their entire freshman class with students with perfect scores, they have enough people to do that. But that's mm -hmm. not their interest at all. They're really looking for students that are going to create a certain vibrancy to what they're trying to do there because that's what has made Stanford and other elite institutions great because of the individuals. So if there's a kid out there who doesn't necessarily have every resource, they should really dig into learning about a couple of schools that really would help them go to the next level and then align that with their own story and their own interests. Exactly. Now, you know, the other thing about this, we, and I'm just saying this because we've got, what, three or four family members that just are graduating from high school, all going off to college. We're very happy. But the cost, um, you know, th there is no school out there that that's not charging probably $50,000 and up a year. Uh, fortunately, a lot of your children and ours, too, got some merit-based scholarships. And explain that, first of all. And then let's talk about where especially African-American kids can go to look for scholarships. What is well, a merit-based scholarship? That is really, in our opinion here at Southland, the most important piece because the one thing that we believe is the supreme we believe in the supreme intelligence of all young people and obviously as a school with 98 percent african-american students we believe in the supreme intelligence of black children um we believe the only obstacle that really lies in front of our children if they have the opportunity are the finances so we spend a lot of time really talking about how do you position yourself for schools that in a way that you can afford them the first thing i think anyone who's listening should know is that there are dozens of schools and last i checked approximately 78 institutions that provide 100 percent demonstrated need to every student accepted to their school what does that wow. mean that basically means that there are schools out there that says, based on how much your family earns, we'll take whatever that amount is that they can afford and we will cover the rest, period. Okay. Wow. That's probably the first thing that a lot of families have no idea about. And that's something that we talk very specifically about our, our children with. Now, obviously, a lot of those schools are highly selective and for good reason. Um, but the thing that we want to stress to our children is that do not doubt or question your ability to not only be accepted there, but to, to thrive there as well. The mm -hmm. second thing that we share with our students, particularly our African-American young men and women, are the power and possibilities of liberal arts colleges. Okay? Um, from okay. a very simple strategic standpoint, we know that these schools, one, are predicated on the fact that they're trying to build the most diverse uh, school and student environments that they can possibly put together because they're really grounded in strong critical thought in small classes. The way that these schools are going to be successful is they can bring people from all over the world, from all walks and from all angles to engage in discourse that is going to be groundbreaking. And who's missing from those schools? You guessed it, African-American oh, yes. students. 
So oh, yes, there are we really so are. many outstanding, amazing, uh, totally mind-blowing liberal arts colleges around the nation who are really searching for talented African-American students. And unfortunately, we as a community do a disservice because often we just talk about the quote-unquote big-name schools that we see on the NCAA tournament, we see in the Final Four, <laughs> we see on television. And sadly, you know, many families have no idea what Amherst College is. They've never heard mm-hmm. of Williams College, which is the number one liberal arts college in America. Uh, mm-hmm. And there are so many more. Um, so one thing that we definitely work with our young people and I implore students to look at are always definitely exploring liberal arts colleges. These schools also have very, very sizable private endowments so that they are not relegated to a lot of the public funding that many public institutions are very limited in terms of what kind of financial support they can provide. When you have a small private school with a lot of money, that opens a lot of possibilities. Yes, it really does. Is there a a database or a a website that that kids, especially African-American kids, because I know there are scholarships targeted just for African-American students. Is there a place where they can go and look for these scholarships? Well, I I recommend two places. Um, You know, there's a plethora of websites out there. Um, One of the ones that I think are are very, very uh, expansive and one-stop is a website called FastWeb. F-A-S-T-W-E-B dot com. Uh, it really allows students to register and sign up for an account. And they ask lots of, uh, you know, kind of information to understand the particulars about who this student is. And then mm-hmm. they kind of tailor a lot of uh, uh, the, the scholarship opportunities that are available to specific students. And they'll literally deliver it to a student's email account. So that if a student is uh, from a single family home, if a student is a foster student, if a student is a a, a descendant of a veteran, they'll actually really pluck those scholarships from the sky that really pertain to their unique situation and deliver it to their email. Um, And obviously for a lot of our young people, uh, I'm so proud that many of them are looking uh, at the historically black colleges and universities, which we know are sometimes strapped for financial resources. But the United Negro College Fund has an outstanding website um, that kind of provides lots and lots of scholarship opportunities for students who are really interested in going to a black college who can't simply afford it. So FastWeb and, and UNCF are two of the ones that I automatically usually recommend. Excellent. I just want our audience to know you're listening to Hollywood Live Extra. I'm Tanya Hart, and my guest today is uh, Dr. Robert Lane. He is Senior College Counselor at Southland College Prep Charter High School uh, in Richton Park, Illinois, right outside of Chicago. Uh, And you guys have just done such an amazing job there for so, so many years. How long has the school actually been there? Uh, Well, Southland opened in 2006. Uh, and and has never looked back. Uh, and we've had essentially the first. Oh, I'm sorry. We graduated. I'm sorry. We opened in 2010, and our first graduating oh. class was in the class of 2014. And since then, uh, our seniors have really delivered. Uh, we've had five graduating classes, and collectively, they have uh, stacked up about 150 million dollars in scholarships. So we're Good a relatively Lord. new emerging school out here in the south suburbs of Chicago. And, you know, we like you said, we hear so much negative news about Chicago. So that's why I really wanted to have you on today, because we all need some good news. I have a question, though. You know, we're here in Los Angeles and and in the business. And so talking again about the uh, college cheating scan scandal that has really kind of rocked uh, America's 
academic system, really. But, you know, I have to tell you, um, I go speak at some of these schools and I can go to Los, to uh, UCLA, for instance, mm-hmm. and you can walk around for, I was told this by one of my very good friends who's a professor there, she said she can walk around for two days on that campus and not see a single black student. Mm. There is something really wrong with that. There is, there is. There's something wrong with that. I, I think when you walk on college campuses, that's something that you should always be mindful of because the schools that are attempting to become the best schools in the nation understand that they have to have a population that really reflects not only our country, but our world. Uh, And if there's a campus out there that is not able to really showcase uh, the talents and abilities of of young African-American students, you have to ask, you know, where is where is the priority and where is the resources that that school needs to be leveraging for that purpose? Uh, And so, you know, a lot of our students are willing to go out there and be trailblazers and others are looking for schools that really embrace students of color. Um, So it just really depends on what you're looking for for a school. Well, you know, uh, we are so happy about you and all of your students. What would you say, Robert, to anyone listening to this? And we, we get a lot of listeners, which is a great thing. And, and they're just about to go through this process in the next year or so. They've got a sophomore or junior or maybe even a senior. Um, and they just are feeling like they're, they're not getting what they need from their school. What would your advice be to them? Well, uh, yeah. Probably the best answer I can give you is that, you know, closed mouths don't get fed. You know, I mean, we all know that as adults, we know that as young people. Uh, Me coming from, you know, uh, being a a product of the south side of Chicago myself and and a first generation college student myself. One thing I know is that if you don't open your mouth, you won't get what you need. Um, Every school um, has an obligation to really support their young people in terms of what they need and what they want. So that they can get to the schools of their dreams. Um, now, as a person who's been in public education for almost 20 years, I understand a lot of the lack of resources. Um, I've taught and I've led schools on the South Side of Chicago my entire career. Um, but I always know that there are parents who will not take no for an answer. There's going to be parents that are going to roll up on that school and say, hey, my daughter needs this. You know, my son needs that. And there are young people out there that are saying, hey, I know our school doesn't have those resources, but this is what I need. So if there's anything I'd say is that, you know, you've got to make yourself vocal. Families need to speak out. Families need to hold schools accountable to get the things they need. Um, we're fortunate here at Southland. Um, we, we've got some great kids. We have some tremendous families who work as hard as they can to be involved. And, and these are single parent households who are working 12, 14 hours a day and they figure it out. And more importantly, we have a a leader uh, in Dr. Blondine Davis, our CEO, who tries to provide every resource that she can because she understands that families are strapped for time, they're strapped for resources, and we do what we can. We're not a perfect school at all, but what what we try to be, most importantly, is receptive to what students and families want. And I would urge families and students out there to ask for what you want and demand it because you're paying tax dollars if you're at a public school. Yes, you are. Hold these people accountable. 
you know something we are so appreciative of you coming on to talk about this today and i think you should just take your model and just create like a template and kind of bring this around the country because i'm telling you there are so many people in need of this kind of information and and you know these kinds of things at schools that you can do that are really quite easy sometimes so we thank you so much for your contribution and congratulations on your 2019 graduation class hey we're, we're so proud of them tanya and and kids are going everywhere we've got i believe if my notes serve me well we've got a student enrolling in morehouse in the fall we've got a student enrolling in spelman we've got a kid enrolling in yale mit cornell university of pennsylvania Obviously, we've got to represent the state of Illinois, U of I, my alma mater. Uh, and right. we, we had to pass on a few California schools. That tuition's rough out there, Tanya. Oh, you don't have to tell me, but that's what I was just mentioning. <laughs> <laughs> they don't joke out here. They don't they, play they, at all. Playing. And I feel very bad because we have a junior at Stanford right now. And one of our seniors just had to pass on Stanford to go to Yale. So I was really looking forward to going out and visiting my, my, my young people out in Palo Alto. But it looks like I'm going to have to stick with just one for now. Yeah, well, that's okay. One is better than none. And we thank you so much. Again, we're going to check back with you probably this time next year to just again refresh people's minds on what they can do thank you so much robert and hey. you're listening to hollywood thank you you're welcome you're listening to hollywood live extra i'm tanya hart i hope you've enjoyed today my guest uh, speaking with mr robert lane who's senior college counselor at southland college prep charter high school in chicago don't forget to subscribe to soundcloud stitcher or any other podcast directory make sure you download all of these you don't want to miss any of them and if you like what you hear leave us a five-star review. I'm Tanya Hart. This is Hollywood Live Extra at AURN.com. Hollywood Live Extra, a product of American Urban Radio Networks. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate megastores led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill.